seeing the bad boys arrested. Welcome to episode 397 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. You're like, what are you doing back, Canada? I told you I would upload the interview I did with Larry. You know him as Dr. Frightener. He was previously on Pinside. I think he's deactivated his account. Um, but we have a very spirited conversation about Willy Wonka and Jersey Jack Pinball because ironically we did this before I I was called terrible by JJP Uh, but uh, he has some very strong opinions about why Willy Wonka is the greatest game ever and and I have uh, some counterpoints I think you'll enjoy the interview Uh, we we have seen some progress if you've seen the news over the past few days Jersey Jack himself has been calling people up and offering refunds to anyone who bought a playfield, which I think is the right move. And I think it's 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 really good to see that the manufacturers are now starting to A, admit that there is a problem, and B, offering people some restitution. Now, is a new playfield a good enough solution for everybody? We will see. Um, I, from what I'm reading, uh, it seems to be a gesture that people are uh, accepting. And will people do a playfield swap? I don't. I don't think many people can. That would cost around another thousand or more dollars to accomplish. But at least it's something, and it means they're listening, and it means this show and other shows out there, and people who have spoken uh, with their wallets have achieved the desire we have been trying to get for a few weeks now, and that's them to admit there's a problem because they wouldn't do this if they weren't admitting that there was an issue with those games. And I'm also hearing that they've they found the problem and they've fixed it or they're fixing it. So that is another thing that Jack and company are telling people. Now, the question then becomes, what becomes of all those games that were made during the period in which there was an issue? And why didn't they fix this problem when they knew it was happening during Pirates of the Caribbean? So that's always going to linger over um, those first production games of Willy Wonka. And so the, so for me, the, the, all eyes are going to be on a few things. On the replacement playfields people get to make sure the quality is there, that they actually did fix the problem. And then those collector's editions of Willy Wonka. I think people are going to be looking at them very closely to see what the issues are, if there are any. We still, though, have not heard from Stern on this. What is Stern doing? Stern's been very quiet. I mean, this this hit Jack harder, and I think Jack had to respond, and I think he's doing the right thing by calling his customers. Uh, are people getting phone calls from Zach Sharp or from anyone at Stern Pinball be- from all the Jurassic Parks that have been affected? We haven't seen anything yet. So the ball is now in Stern's court to do something on this sh- issue. But I just want to thank all of you out there who have remained vocal and have been in support of us continuing uh, to talk about this issue on Canada's Pinball Podcast. Uh, I also want to say before I air the interview that I just want to thank all of you who have reached out and with supportive words and saying, hey, Chris, like, take a break, you know, take the time you need, like, we'll still be here, like, we love your show. And I want to say I really appreciate it. I appreciate everyone who listens to this show. And I have been doing a lot of thinking over the last few days. And, and, a lot of you guys have said this. You, you can't have it both ways. If you're going to speak the way we speak on this show, the manufacturers are not going to be happy with you. And you're not, they're not going to be your friends. They're not going to invite you over for tours. They're not going to give you access to their stuff. They're going to think you are a terrible person and that you're terrible for pinball. Because when we speak candidly and when we talk the way we do on this show, sometimes we're bad for business. 
Sometimes we're bad for the hype they're trying to create around the games. And the last thing they want to do is, is hear that some guy with just a $200 microphone is telling 2,500 people not to buy any games right now. And, th- and that $200 microphone that is br- you know, broadcasting out a message like that could potentially be costing some of these companies over a million dollars in sales. And, and to them, that is an egregious, to them, use of pinball media and an egregious, terrible person to have in the hobby. But I'm, I'm here to tell everyone right now and all manufacturers who listen to the show and all the fans of the show, we're, we're not going to stop taking that approach. This kind of analysis of this hobby, I think, is important. I think speaking our minds candidly and not holding back I'd rather do that. I'd rather live a life in which my legacy within this hobby is that versus someone who just cheerleads everything from every manufacturer because they really hope to get one of the designers on the show to talk about the game. You know, I'd rather my legacy be something much more meaningful than that. Okay. And you can hear those interviews with all those internal people over at JJP and Stern with every other podcast who talks to those people ad nausea. All right. Okay, everyone. I'm also putting up this podcast for a friend of the show who has a drive today. And he said, I need I need more Canadian Pinball Podcast. Will you please get it up? It might be a little late. I said I was going to do it last night. Uh, but this is for Mr. Christopher Franchi. We can't wait to see your artwork on a future game. I think I say on this podcast that I wish he had done Willy Wonka. He would have crushed it. All right, everyone, this is episode 397. Enjoy the interview. I don't know when the next show will be, but 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 rest at night knowing The show is not going away, and you're not going to have to suffer the slings and arrows of the other 37 shows, okay? We will be back. Everyone, have a great day. All right, I want to welcome back to the show Larry, a.k.a. Dr. Frightener on Pinside, everyone's favorite new version of Canada. Larry, welcome back to the show. (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm happy to be here. You wanted to come back on and tell me why I am wrong on Willy Wonka, so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about, you heard from Jack on the clear code as well, and then we want to talk a little bit about pinball innovation. How's that sound? Sounds like a great time. All right, so why am I wrong on Willy Wonka when I say that they took the movie everyone loved and put it into a blender with the code of the game? Um, Well, probably you would start with the fact that a pinball probably won't fit in a blender, but unless it was a big blender... Um, no, the game is a lot of fun. And by the way, if you look at my Facebook, I shared some uh, videos. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the thing I've learned about Jersey Jack pinball games is their code is so deep. And it goes so so far. It's like, you know, The Hobbit. My God, you have to play the game for 40 minutes to win it. And, you know, I actually had a good friend of mine come over last night, and he just waxed Willy Wonka, and he scored $24 million. I got to see your imagination i got to see the gobstopper mode i got to see all these cool things that are so you know unfortunately for a player like myself who's not that good buried so far so deep into the game and it just really shows like how much work was put into it and uh and i don't think you see that from most other pinball companies they don't go to those lengths those depths to create these amazing uh, sequences, and then the things you see on the screen. I mean, look, let's be honest. There's nobody, not even in the, the same solar system as Jersey Jack, when it comes to creating that world, especially on the screen. 
And I really do think that uh, the game is magical. Uh, I love how, like, all these different areas of the pinball machine, like, you hit it, it creates different sound effects. And, uh, you well, know... Look, I mean, every pinball a, game, Larry, like, usually has sound effects when you hit a switch. But let me no, ask no, you... No, no, I'm talking about, like, unique uh, sound effects. Like, you hit different things, you get different sounds. Right. But anyway, go ahead. Well, let me ask you a question, because I, I asked you to ask Jack one very specific thing that they've never fully answered, and that is, do they have the right to use the video clips from the movie with the actors' voices synced up. Did did you ask him that? Uh, you know, I, I just I just simply asked them, um, you know, when they do uh, more code um, down the road, would they be adding more clips? Uh, and he said it was possible. And, um, you know, but like I was telling you a second ago, um, I watched somebody go all the way through the game, and it has a ton of clips. And if you go to my Facebook page, you'll see that very clearly. I, you know, this brings up an yeah, but the clips don't the clips that. don't have voices. So, uh, first of all, I have to admit, Larry, you didn't ask well, the question. When he's in the Walkivator, when he's in the Walkivator, that's it. He clearly, that's it. Uh, there's only one says, Here clip. We go. Yeah, there's only one though. Yeah, well, you know, that brings up an interesting topic. That this is kind of diverting from the question you asked, but I, I have a question for you. Um, when the when the Wizard of Oz was made, okay, uh, first movie ever, our first pinball game ever to include a full color screen, clips from movies, first time ever, okay, and then Jersey Jack did it again with The Hobbit, and I think it's safe to say The Hobbit has uh, almost the whole entire movie right <laughs> in the pinball game, okay. Then uh, Jersey Jack gets a ton of criticism for Pirates of the Caribbean, and by the way, I was upset too because after you see two games that essentially have a whole movie and then you see this one which has very little he took a lot of heat for that okay and then he comes back with Willy Wonka no it doesn't have as many movie clips in it because I've seen the whole game all the way through as uh, uh, Wizard of Oz or uh, The Hobbit but why is it that Jersey Jack gets hammered okay over the head when Deadpool came out I thought it was going to be based on the movie Okay, because nobody would have ever made a Deadpool pinball game if it wasn't for the movie. Nobody even knew who Deadpool was. And then it's not. It's like some cartoon. And then Jurassic Park comes out. There's not a movie clip anywhere. Why is it that the company that is actually trying to innovate pinball and has tried everything to make unique games and push the envelope, okay, gets criticized ten times more? Because Jurassic Park doesn't have so much as a freaking scratch, an image, uh, uh, and nothing. It has nothing associated. And I even posted, and I said, why did Stern even do Jurassic Park? Why didn't you just do a, your own original dinosaur-themed game? Because it has nothing to do with the movie. Nothing. And they don't get run over the coals. I mean, you're running uh, Jersey Jack Pinball over the coals for actually having movie clips, just not having enough. Well, Jurassic Park has none. Deadpool well, has none. Yeah, but Ghostbusters here's a, has none. But but here's the thing, right? It's it's Stern comes out of the gate and just tells you straight up, this is Deadpool based on the comics. This is a Jurassic Park not based on the movie. They just tell us. So the expectation of what you're going to get in the game is set. What's frustrating about Jack, and it's still frustrating, and, and you still didn't get an answer for me, is do you or do you not have the rights to use the clips? And it's frustrating because you see one clip in the game and then we don't see it anywhere else synced up. And that's, it's almost more frustrating to go halfway. I'd rather it be one or the other. And that's, I think a lot of people agree, Larry. If you love the movie, Willy Wonka, this game does not feel like you're going through 
the chocolate factory. It doesn't. Right. So let, let me let me address that for you. Yeah. Okay. And from from a, and I don't want people to understand something about me. Okay. I my have a friend. Uh, his name is Dominic. He's one of the best uh, pinball players in the world. And I watch him play pinball. And I'm just like, how the hell does he do that? <laughs> you know, it's like you can't really fully appreciate Willy Wonka unless you watch somebody like him play the game. Then you start going, oh, OK, I get it. Maybe so one it, day I'll get that good. Is that, a, but so it, that? Let me just stop there, because then if you make a game where so much of it is buried and only the greatest of players will get to it, do you think that's working against them? Well, I've actually uh, told uh, Jersey Jack Pinball, and actually I talked to Eric. That's a whole other conversation, but I was going to tell you about myself so people understood me better. But I talked to Eric, the guy who did uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and I told him flat out, I was like, uh, you know, your game is awesome. I think everybody can agree it's the greatest pinball game ever made. I mean, there just isn't one better when you think of everything that's been put into it. And um, But I was like, you know, why don't you have like, scenes like with the pirates walking under the ship from the first movie so you couldn't use johnny depp because i heard that he wanted something like a quarter million dollars for each film or something and that's not realistic so they didn't have all the movie clips but you could use the cgi pirates like you know several times they were attacking people they were under the ship why didn't you use all that he says well no we did use it it's buried you know it's not even say buried but he said you know it's further along in the game and i go well you do realize 99 percent of the people who play pinball you know, can't get that far. Okay. They want to, we don't want to see two minutes into the game, a hand going in a box, turning, you know, a lock. I mean, we don't want to see that. We want to see the pirates. We want to see the zombie sharks. And and Larry, it's, it's something that, so I understand that. Well, this is why I think Lyman Sheets is the greatest coder on the planet because he knows how to code a game in which even if you're just a casual player, you'll get to stuff and you'll see a, a lot of what he has in the game and a game I don't think a game should be impossible to get to the ending. It should be hard to maybe score higher or get, you know, stack things. It'd be harder to get to maybe final wizard modes. But the majority of the of the game should be able to be experienced by a mediocre player. And I think sometimes these games are too hard. Now, Larry, tell us about what about yourself do you want the listener to know? Well, you know, it's like uh, uh, I keep getting – so for full disclosure, you know, I uh, – uh, go to the same trade shows that Jack does. I build uh, amusement attractions all over the world. And I built uh, amusement attractions based on Spider-Man, uh, Incredible Hawk, Garfield the Cat, uh, James Bond. I mean, you wouldn't even believe all the stuff I've done. I've done an amazing attraction in Tombstone, Arizona, and, and the same place where Wyatt Earp's, uh, or I think it's Wyatt Earp, is it Wyatt Earp? His uh, brother was shot and killed on a pool table. I mean, I've been all over the world. And so I build amusement attractions. I actually went to Jack and I said, hey, you know, uh, I, I'm not interested in selling, you know, pinball games to, you know, people on pin side. But, you know, I wouldn't mind, like, if I build uh, a family fun center, you know, because family, that's the thing you don't, people don't understand. Family fun centers do not have pinball games. They just don't. And that's a market that uh, needs to be really explored um, and pushed hard. Um, and I said, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, trying to convince somebody that buys a mini golf from me to uh, take some pinball games. And fortunately, I've already been lucky enough to sell a couple of Willy Wonkas to some new bowling centers that are opening that we're building laser tags for and stuff. And um, and so my background and my interest in Jersey Jack is I just I am a, a, a person that has built rides for Marvel Comics I love detail. I love Disney. 
Okay, I love Universal Studios. I love amazing things. Uh, 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 that those are kinds of things that like excite me. And Jersey Jack pinball games excite me. Okay, because the attention to detail is second to to no one. I mean, no one has that kind of detail. When I first got into buying pinballs, it was back when you could buy a pinball game for nine hundred dollars. Larry, let me ask you a question. Let me stop you there. What yeah. is the most magical thing in Willy Wonka? The most magical thing about Willy Wonka, in my opinion, is Willy Wonka itself. Because when I, I've seen the movie dozens of times, it, it makes you smile. Okay, and this what, game from, makes you smile. From a, from a mechanical pinball makes standpoint. Makes you feel young again, actually. <laughs> from a mechanical standpoint, though, you talk about innovation. What, what is innovative on that play field? Well, in terms of, like... Uh, you know, what's innovative about the game. I mean, there's some cool things that, you know, I've never seen before. Um, you know, obviously like the Wonka Vader, you know, having a multi-ball sitting above the play field is kind of different. Um, is that innovative the, to you? A, well, a, a vertical no, up kick and a lock? I, no, I don't think that the Willy Wonka game is like innovative in the way that like Pirates of the Caribbean is. Okay. Um, the theme itself makes you feel like a kid again, but Ultimately, I think what is innovative about Willy Wonka is that when you look at like rock games like ACDC or Metallica or even Black Knight thumping rock music, this is a departure. And to me, the theme itself is what's innovative because it's a game that makes you feel like a kid. And you know what else I think? This is a game, in my opinion, that could break into the Family Fun Center business because one of the most popular uh, selling games in the world right now is a Willy Wonka Redemption. Okay, This game looks like it fits right in with that. Okay, And I think that is in itself the beautiful uh, play field. And it, by the way, it has amazing shots. OK, it's a real pinball players game. I think it's the best Jersey Jack pinball game that's ever been made in terms of a pinball game, a game right. that you could literally say this can go in tournaments right next to, uh, you know, Stern's Metallica. You know, that's the kind of game it is. And it has a real deep rule set and it's a, a magical game. And, you know, I will tell you also when it comes to uh, the clips, I want to get back to the clips. As a collector, a pinball collector, I don't want to see, you know, almost anybody could probably take a movie and just flood the screen with movie clips, okay? Uh, and I think in a large part, that's exactly what was done with uh, The Hobbit, okay? But I like the fact that they probably took six months. And by the way, for people who don't know, I make a lot of CGI effects. I've made 500, 600 of them. I could actually do... Uh, the CG fact screens for American Pinball all day long, okay, or Spooky or whoever. But Jersey Jack, the guy that they have doing that, I'm telling you from somebody who knows CGI effects, that dude is on another level. He's like on a Hollywood movie level. And I have to tell you, I would rather see their standard screen with Oompa Loompas running around and swirls of candy or when you put your name in and the chocolate thing sprays the chocolate down. This guy who's doing this stuff for Jersey Jack, it's amazing, and it breaks up movie clips. I don't yeah, want to. But, but Larry, the people movie. who love, but people who love the movie want to see the movie come through in the game. Like they want to see the iconic scenes from the film, and they well, want to. They want to feel like they're in those scenes. You don't yeah, get that I, sense well, when you play the game. Well, let me let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Okay, the screen that they have on the back glass 
that is the factory. That is their futuristic Willy Wonka factory reimagined. Okay? So, okay, so right there, reimagined. Why are they reimagining a classic? Well, I'll tell you why. For example, one of the clips that's shown over and over and over again in the game uh, is like when the Wonk, the uh, the Gobstopper pops out, and you can see the cloth like over a spring, and you know it's just right. like it's dated. It's nineteen seventy something. Okay, if they remade the movie, it wouldn't look like that. Oh, so, so now you're I, saying that the clips would look dated. Well, some of the clips, uh, when you go back and watch that movie, um, if you were remake that movie, and I'm not talking about the way the Johnny Depp movie was, which no, I no, like the original that movie, movie, but it's more advanced, right? Cause CGI has come a long way since 1970. But Wizard of Oz is older as a movie. Those clips. Look that's great. correct. Yeah. That, ba- that Batman is correct. 66 is older. Those look great. Well, when you watch Batman 66, by the way, I'm a huge fan of Batman 66, but when you watch that, uh, when you watch those movie sets and are the, the film sets and whatnot, I mean, come on. You can tell they're very dated, right, but, but it's I'm just still trying fun. To, I'm trying to follow be. the logic here because my logic is this. If if I love the Willy Wonka movie and I hop on the pinball machine and I want to play through the iconic scenes I love in the film, I'm just not going to get it, and which is okay. But I just wish they would just say to us – it's just weird because it's like why have all these clips and, and yet it's like – it's not mode-based. Like don't you think that was a mistake not to make a mode-based pinball machine – where the movie itself lends itself perfectly to a mode-based experience. Well, you know, I, I can I think I can address that too because like when you look at a game like The Hobbit, okay, they had three films there. Pirates of the Caribbean, there was five films. Uh, Batman '66 had three seasons. You know, we're talking about Willy Wonka, a one-off movie. Okay, we're not talking about Jurassic Park had uh, what they're on movie number six or something. We're talking about a one-off movie that was made in the '70s. Okay. So are you saying there's not enough content to do mode based? Well, I'm saying is that what you're saying? You know, I'm, it's wh- an hour and thirty minute movie. Right. That's what it is. Okay. okay. But it's also a movie that uh, is magical to many people, and th- and I think that what Jersey Jack tries to do is they're not trying to be the company that just pumps out three pinball games a year. They're trying to be the company that's trying to bring magic. Okay. To the playing experience. And when you play Willy Wonka and the ball hitches and this sound effect goes off and that one and this one and this one, and then you hear Oompa Loompas, I think that they have to create uh, some of that magic themselves. And they did. And I believe that they did 100%. It's what it is. It's Willy Wonka. It's an hour and 30 minute movie that was made over 30 years ago. Right. But how easy it's actually is almost it 40 when years I get ago. on a Willy Wonka machine, the first thing I want to do is the first part of the game i want to be finding the five golden tickets for the five kids what like how easy is that and then then you move on it's to actually the next, not easy you do you move on to the next stage which is then you're at the chocolate factory and then you go through each room and each kid's got their own mode in which you're progressing through those it's so it's you know what makes me so mad larry is it's so simply in front of them how do you not design the game to work like that Unless, unless this is the thing, Larry, they didn't have the rights to use any of those clips and they went a different direction, which I would be okay with if they would just say it to us. But they, they, they spin it. Even when you ask Jack, he goes, oh, maybe down the road we might. No, Jack, it's a yes or no question. And Larry, you didn't ask him the question. Do they have the rights or not? Uh, well, you know, I, 
with anything, when you go to uh, somebody and you say, hey, do you have the rights to do this? Do you have the rights to do that? You know, these companies have, uh, you know, legal binding oh, agreements. Come on. That's a, that's you, a crock. You're, that, you're, well, that's, it's not a crock. I've actually done, I've you, actually done come work on. with people where they make you sign, uh, you know, non-disclosure agreements. Uh, Larry, and you can't come disclose on. Warner anything. Brothers is not going to sue them for just saying, hey, we don't have, we, they said they didn't have him for pirates. They didn't get, what, what, what did they break the NDA? I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. No, anyway. I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making that excuse. I'm not saying he said that to me. What I'm saying is, you know, when I ask him a question, you know, you, you can't like expect somebody to like, you be know, honest. No, it's not about being honest. It's like you don't know what, you know, what they agree to, what they and sometimes like you keep things in the in the back, you know, like because you're going to add new code and you're going to uh, put See, more this, clips on. Yeah, but you know what? I think the ship has sailed as on this like this promise that it might happen one day, especially when Joe Katz told everybody what you see is what you get. Well, look at The Hobbit. They just put a huge update out on The Hobbit like not even a year ago and added tons more clips. They well, just put a Wizard of Oz uh, update out just like a couple days ago. So then days tell ago. us clips are coming. With, well, yeah. Why not just say it? Yeah, you know, and I would say, hey, when's the clips coming for Jurassic Park? When are they coming yeah, but, for Ghostbusters? Right. You know, it's like, hey, you know what? Look, I don't want to see a... But let me way, ask you a question. Wanna see, I, well, I want to tell you something. I don't want to see a Tron vault, okay, and make that same game again. You know what I'd like to see Stern do? Because, by the way, right. I'm not against Stern. I like Stern. But you know what I'd like to see Stern do? I'd like to say, hey, we're going to do a Tron vault or a Spider-Man vault, and we're going to put a big screen in it, and we're going to put movie clips in it. You know, actually, it's really cool for people on the pinball world to sit around and dream of these things. But when you try to license Jaws, okay, the reason why there ain't no clips on Jurassic Parks because Steven Spielberg isn't ever going to let any pinball company use clips of his movies. That's why you'll never see Jaws with clips. If there's a Jaws movie, you're going to see animation like Jurassic look, Park. There's no, it's not that easy. Look, Larry, there's no clips in Lord of the Rings pinball. It is one of the greatest pinball games ever. It puts me in the scenes of that movie perfectly, right? Half of it is physical stuff on the play field. The other half are the, the modes. They bring you back to those scenes, and they have the call-outs from the actors. Look, you don't need a big screen. This notion... I get that they have the screen there, Jersey Jack, but my whole point is this. If you're going to put a 27-inch screen there, and then, then give me movie clips. Like, wh- uh, Yeah, I, I, and let me, let me tell you, like on Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, I was obviously disappointed because I'm a huge fan of Pirates of the Caribbean, let me tell you. Uh, I think it's one of the greatest movie franchises ever. Okay, And, you know, obviously they tried to get movie clips with Johnny Depp. But, so, dude, when you got Jerry Buckheimer, okay, He's one of the biggest producers in the history of movies. Dude, you got to go through Jerry Buckheimer. You it's, don't go to Disney. It's you got to go through it's a, a minefield. Not Buckheimer. Whatever his name is. You got to go through a minefield to get those clips. But then why make the game? Well, th- that's funny because I actually said the same thing. Why make the game if your whole company has like rested on, you know, like uh, The Hobbit and Wizard of Oz? Why do this game if you can't use Eclipse? It's a mystery to me, too. But guess what? The, the stuff that that guy made on the screen makes up for it tenfold. When you look at Pirates of the Caribbean, there, tell me one game in the history of pinball. And I'm talking about the history of pinball, okay, other than Jersey Jack that has a screen full of wonderful things happening as good as Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm waiting. There isn't one. Batman 66. Batman 66 is not the same level as Pirates of the Caribbean. Not yeah, even it's close. Better. It's better. No, it's not. I'll it's tell you not. why it's better. I'll tell you why it's better. It's and sim- I'm a fan of Batman. It's simpler, by the way. and it gives me what I want as a fan of that franchise. 
it gives me exactly what I want. When I if, I'm, know, a, if I'm a fan of Pirates right. of the Caribbean, right? I'm not getting what I want on that screen. I'm getting what they're giving me, all that they could, and I get it. It's it's I get that they did the, they made the most of what they had to work with. But if I'm a fan, I want to see Johnny Depp and all his jokes and all the, the all the sense of humor of, the, of that franchise is not in the game at all. There's no personality that comes from that movie that comes to life in the game. I get that it's a great hey, pinball hey, experience. Hey, I got I got a I got a good point for you. Okay, um, I agree with you. Okay, however, you know I uh, saw Gary Stern um, at the IAPA show uh, a couple years ago. And you know me, dude. I don't, I'm not afraid to ask anybody anything. I just walked. You right were up afraid to, to ask Jack if he had the 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 right to use the assets. But go on. Okay, so I walked right up to Gary Stern and I said, "Gary, uh, can I ask you a question? It's just like I'm just curious. Okay, why is why isn't the greatest uh, Aerosmith song in their entire history, their most iconic song? And if you go to Ranker.com, it's their number one rated song. Why isn't it in the game? Why would you do an Aerosmith pinball? And not put in their best song ever. And you know his response to well, what's because the song? they wanted the, what's the song? Uh, Dream on, right? Okay. And 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 I said, I asked him this question because it, if you ask me, Aerosmith is not a good pinball game because it doesn't have the best eight Aerosmith songs. Like, what the hell is uh, uh, whatever in a box or closet or whatever? Like, I never even heard this song. Okay. But anyway, I asked him this question. He says, well, that would have added another 100 They wanted another $150 or $200 per machine for that one song. So we skipped it. I'm like, you skipped the best Aerosmith song because it would have cost you a little bit more money. In Jersey Jack's case, I asked him point blank, where's Johnny Depp? They said Johnny Depp's people wanted, I think he told me, $250,000 or $500,000 per movie to use his face Okay, in the clips. So that's why you didn't get Dream On for 150 bucks, but you didn't get Johnny Depp in Pirates for a half a million dollars. Okay, big difference. Half a million, 150 dollars. Right, but let's say, let's play the math out. So if you sell a thousand pinball machines, and let's say he's 250 thousand dollars for the first movie clips, you know it's only 250 bucks a game added on. So it, th- there might be a point in which you'll sell thousands more if you have those clips and if you bring the movie to life more i mean how much well, you was know the theme song they didn't even buy the theme song well you know what's funny about pirates of the caribbean um is i think that it took so much beating on pin side and you know and whatever i mean it did it took a beating and then people slowly started realizing wait a minute wait a minute uh this game might be the best game that's ever been produced and then all of a sudden jersey jack pulled the plug on it and they pulled the plug on it i think for a lot of different reasons but they pulled the plug on it, and then all of a sudden people went panic mode, and everybody wanted one. Okay, Now it's the most sought-after game. I mean, it literally has to be one of the top five games everybody's chasing down now. Okay, well, it's starting So to, obviously yeah. people didn't care that much about not seeing Johnny Depp because everybody wants the game, and I see right. people trying to sell the game for $14,000. So uh, the, the demand is softening a little bit because of the soft clear coat. Let's talk about that now because that was the other thing you were going to talk to Jack about. I think, we, I think we agree to disagree on Willy Wonka, and I think the buyers will make up their own mind on that game. So let's talk about the clear coat issue because this is really a, a dark cloud over JJP right now. What did he say when you asked him about that? Well, first off, let's clarify. People are criticizing Stern and Jersey Jack. It's right. just Jersey Jack. It's 90% of criticism on Pinside. Let's start there. Um, so the, uh, the bottom line is that 
you know, I asked him about that question, okay, and he referred me to a um, a podcast that he did, which I posted on Pinside, and people transcribed. And let let me just unwrap yeah, that for I a just, second. I just, do you know that I just aired that podcast? It is thirteen minutes of gobbledygook, and he's well, and he's spinning. He's not. He's. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just like a holding statement. Absolutely, they have not told us there is a problem, and they haven't told us what the solution is. He still hasn't said that. Okay. Well, you know what my you know what I would say is, and and I'm not trying to be like a defender of any one particular pinball company. Um, and as you already know, like we could talk about Black Knight, and uh, we could talk about why no, is that stay on topic, Larry. No, you're, I, I am. You're I am all over the map. Topic, but I, no, why no, do you no, want to start talking I'm, about Black Knight? Why? No, no, no. I don't want to talk about Black Knight. I'm, I'm making a point. You okay, what's your point? To get to. My point is that we could talk about all kinds of things, and like what I was saying was like, how is Black Knight worth nine thousand dollars, or Beatles worth twenty five thousand dollars, or uh, why is uh, a Jersey Jack pinball game worth $15,000 or Big Lebowski this or whatever? You could talk about issues all day long, and everybody's going to have a different opinion. Yeah. Okay, but my, my opinion is What's the is point? Very like, simple. great. You just well, went philosophical here's, here's on me. Opinion. Okay, it's very, it's very simple. It's very simple. In this pinside world, you have people who have different opinions about everything. But there's only one thing that is a fact. That if you have a problem with your brand new car, your brand new toaster, your brand new TV, or your brand new pinball, you're not going to solve it on a message board. You're going to solve it by going to the manufacturer and talking to them. And what Jack said very clearly in his podcast was if you have a problem and you have pictures and you can document this and you can contact, and he said, even said, you can call me directly. He did say that. And he goes, and we will figure out a solution for you. Okay. You can't. Just sit out there as a business, okay, and go, oh, yeah, 90% of the pictures that I've seen, whether it was Pirates of the Caribbean or Wonka or anything, is pictures of people saying this is what's going to happen, not something that did happen. It's what they think is going to happen. So how is I disagree. I've seen a bunch address- of I've seen a bunch of photos with chipped clear coat. Yeah, and you know what? In every single case, these people take the posts off, and who knows if they drove a screwdriver over it. I don't know, okay? All I do know is if you really do have a problem, and by the way, every pinball company has made pinball games that were lemons, including Jersey Jack, okay? Let's go back to the very first Wizard of Oz. He had all kinds of problems. Right, well, here's here's the thing. Do you think that... Someone who buys a brand new game opens it up and the playfield chips within a month. What 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 is what is a solve for that person? Right now, the solve that we've heard of is they're giving you an opportunity to buy a replacement playfield. How is that a solution to a person's game? They need to do a playfield swap, which a person can't do, especially in a complex right. game like a Jersey Jack game. So the people are asking for fully populated playfields with better clear yeah. coat now here's the thing larry they haven't well, even you want me to answer solved, that question well they <laughs> answer that but yeah and then also like i don't even think they've solved the clear coat issue which which okay. no one wants to talk about directly okay well uh, just so you know okay what i think uh is very clear i think that um some people might have they might be looking at these posts and might be seeing some pooling or whatever okay off the ball can't hit the pulling okay that's that is uh you know mathematically impossible but the bottom line is 
uh, what we see a lot of people doing is taking these games apart, okay, and showing you where they think a problem might happen. And yes, some people have had a problem. And if I had a problem, I'll tell you how I would handle it. I would get on the phone, I would call that manufacturer, and I would tell them exactly what I wanted done about it. Okay. Now, I do know what it would take to do a playfield swap. On Pirates of the Caribbean, I bought Cliffies just because of all the people, you know, talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. I bought Cliffies. And then when I actually tried to look at how to put them on, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. I don't know how to take all this stuff apart. <laughs> there was no way to get the Cliffies on without taking the boat off, this off, that right. off. And there's no way I'm doing that. So I totally sympathize. I, I don't want to have a pinball manufacturer tell me, oh, yeah, here's your new play field. Take your whole game apart and put it. I mean, how, how could it, most people do that? You can't. At the end of the day, if somebody has a legitimate problem, they should call Jersey Jack Pinball. They should raise some hell, okay? And they should expect to get a positive resolution. What, that would, is if, what would you want as a resolution if it happened to your game? Well, I can tell you this, that in some people's case, they might just want a new play field and what do store you, it away. What would you want? Well, I mean, at the very least, I would want a new play field. Okay? For free? I, for free. Yeah, okay. I would want it for free. Okay. And that's what I would expect. I wouldn't expect somebody to tell me, hey, we'll give it to you for 50% off. Okay. No, I would expect a free one. But that's only if you have to understand, okay, that I could uh, document exactly what happened and illustrate to them clearly how this happened, why it happened. Okay. There's a difference. Like, look, people put mods on games. Okay. And I've done this. You drop a screwdriver right on the damn play field. You drop this, you drop that. Okay. People actually, you know this better than anybody. All over the world, there's people in the United States that want to blame other people for their problems. I'm not saying that's the case here, but I'm saying some cases you do damage to your own equipment, machine, car, whatever. And then, of course, you want some people want the manufacturer to pay for it and say, well, I didn't do that. Right. Okay. But people do put mods on games. Okay, people do work on their machines. They replace the rubbers. You know, look at Jersey Jack games going yeah, white no rubbers. One, no one, but but Larry, no one can no one can like mistakenly create pooling and puddling. You're right. They can't. Yeah, I agree. And my Walker, I'm not gonna lie. We looked at it real close, and we see a little bit of pooling around one of the posts. Okay, all right. Guess what? It's not cracking. It's not busting off. And by the way, why do I need to remove the post to see if it will? My friend, I have a friend that has 6,000 plays on his Pirates of the Caribbean. His game doesn't have a chip or a, anything. Okay, now if we take a magnifying glass, we might find some pulling. Just because you have some pulling doesn't mean it's going to crack. Okay, well, my right. point is 90% of the complaints, and you can't deny this, are people saying they see pulling and they think it's going to chip. It didn't chip. Play the game. Have fun with it. If it does chip, call Jersey Jack and demand a new play field. And by the way, I think if you were selling your Pirates of the Caribbean to somebody and you had a chip in it on the play field, but Jersey Jack supplied you a new play field, I don't think I think people would feel good about that because they'd be like, yeah, I could beat the shit out of this game and I'll always have a brand new play field. I think a lot of people would like that. Yeah, I mean like some people wouldn't. I feel like people people never ever do play field swaps and they it's just like peace of mind to have the play field for people. Um, I agree. But he, but look, the 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 issue though the real issue is is not Jersey Jack's problem. It's whoever is supplying his playfields, which which we know is Mirko, 
is really putting his entire company in jeopardy of of lost sales. People are not people are hesitant to buy the games now, both Stern and Jersey Jack. It's just going to affect Jack more uh, because they they failed to identify and, and correct the problem after they saw it on Pirates. And I think that's why people are so mad right now. Not mad, but just like just holding out because they said, hey, look, you knew you had this problem because it is a problem. We heard from people, Larry, who work in the industry of clear coding that it's too soft and something happened in the mix. And it's not it's not the right formula for a pinball clear coat. And they haven't fixed it yet. And that's my problem, Larry, is like they're still mailing games out now with a letter. Did you see that? It's the same exact wording that Stern put out for dimpling. And and it's all bogus spin. It doesn't make me feel good as a buyer knowing that they don't really they don't really want to put in writing that they're going to do anything for you. Well, you know, I this is this is what I think. Okay. And I think you would agree with me. When we think about Big Lebowski and Aliens and Predator and all and then Magic Girl and the list goes on and on and on and on where people screwed people. I think they all had good intentions and they just didn't understand how hard it was going to be. And when you think about Jack, he uh, started his own company. He made Wizard of Oz. He had a dream uh, very similar to the themes he likes to do, you know, dreaming, you know, big dreams. Right. Willy Wonka, Wizard of Oz. And he had a dream to create a pinball company. And his pinball games, in my view, have pushed the envelope more than any other manufacturer since his first game. And he had a lot of problems with Wizard of Oz. And by the way, he lost, what, reported 80% of his company. He had to bring in a lot of big investors. And he stuck by those customers. And no, they weren't happy. And yes, he had to make a lot of, uh, you know, like a, a lot of sacrifices to himself and to, you know, and to his company. But he weathered through it. Think of all the companies that haven't been able to weather through the slightest problem. And he did. And he has tried to make the best pinball games possible. The man deserves a lot of credit. Okay? This feels like, a, po- this feels like Jer- a political ad. Like, this this message was approved it's by It's not a political Jack- ad. It's not a political ad. It's a fact. I know, look, it's I a agree, fact. Look, I agree with you, Jack. Everyone loves Jack. Let me, let me just state that. Like, I love Jack. You love Jack. Everyone loves Jersey Jack pinball. They do. The reason why they also I, make mistakes. Exactly. Here's okay. the thing, though, and you 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 you'll agree with this. Imagine if Jack hired both of us to help him make decisions. Wouldn't it be a much? Wouldn't it be smoother sailing? Right? They, they need <laughs> right. I mean, come on, Larry. You, you, you know that that's funny that you say that because I have said to him uh, a few times, and you know uh, that I'd be willing to. You know, it's like I'll be honest with you. When I saw Eric at uh, Chicago. Or no, uh, Wisconsin, you know, the uh, Midwest Gaming Classic. I sat there and talked to him for 30 minutes and told him everything I would have done different on Pirates of the Caribbean. He actually listened to me. And he's like, well, you know, and some of it he admitted. Like, I didn't think of that. Oh, yeah, that would have, yeah. You know, it, I don't, and I told American Pinball the same thing when they sat at my booth at IAPA last November. You really need somebody, okay, to come in there and just make you cry. And when we, when we leave... You go, man, we hate those guys. And then three days later, you realize, you know what? They were right. We need to we, change this. We, should, we need to look, change that. In every business, Larry, they bring in what are called consultants. Like the movie industry. Right. Like every, the movie industry. Every industry has it. We should be the pinball consultants who come in and we we basically do an analysis of what your plans are. And we give you either a green light or a red light and we help direct you towards profitability. 
Um, you know, we we even I my company we hire we hire like what is like Ernest and Young or whatever. I, There's all these like multi million dollar like consultants who come in and and they help you solve your 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 business challenges. Now look, he's never going to take us up on it. I've been trying to get Jack to listen to me and you know bring me a little bit behind the scenes. Not even sure I wanted to be honest because then I can't do my podcast objectively, but. So look, I do. Chris, let me just tell you this, okay? Because you take a lot of heat, probably more than anybody, right? Uh, you're a smart guy, okay? People don't like. I found on Pinside, they don't like people who tell it straight, okay? And sometimes you've been wrong, and and most of the time you're right. But you know, people don't like people telling them uh, what the reality is. Sometimes people like to, you know, like right. hope and dream that you know you're not right. Okay. Well, look, look I think. And then I want to move on to another topic, but I think everyone does want to see Jersey Jack succeed, and I and I think this is going to be a, a hard one to get out of because people are going to I think demand stuff that they can't financially do in terms of like fully populated playfield and stuff like that. We'll see how they handle it. I, I think he's got more work to do. I, I it was a little bit. I, I'm just going to say this. I think it was lame that Jack went to Pinball News and Pinball Magazine's podcast. Like he went to a place that's just going to you know kiss his butt and do a softball introduction to his statement that's not where jack needs to go he needs to be on this podcast telling all my listeners who are his buyers what he's going to do for them and and i be think, there and he has an yep. open invitation anytime to come on the show he knows that and i think you're going to share this podcast with him and we do we do love jersey jack pinball and you know i'd rather debate willy wonka on you know the code issues that's fine he knows that we're allowed to we're allowed to critique and criticize a final product, uh, but you know this customer service issue is one that they're going to have to learn how to deal with it better, and and hopefully they do. So speaking of, hey, rare can I ma- say one yeah, comment to on. what you said? I actually uh, would tell um, any manufacturer, whether it's Gary Stern or um, Jack or anybody, I don't really care who it is. They should come on your podcast. You know, it's really funny if you you we're not talking, you know, but Bill de Blasio went on Hannity. Right. It's not that bad. Okay, you're just going to you might be having a difference of opinion. That's okay, But going on your show, uh, I think is would be fine. There's nothing wrong with it, especially when you believe in your product. And I think Jersey Jack believes in their product. Jack's been on the show. um, You know, we were on when 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 I was shown Wonka originally. Uh, And so, yeah, I mean, I think it it would be great. And and so. Speaking of rare games, though, I want to ask you a question because you also own a Big Lebowski, correct? Yep. Okay. Yes. How did you get yours? Like, were you on the list, or did you hit Melissa up when you heard it was well, going to come back out? Well, for you know, some people who don't know me, uh, but people who do know me know, like, hey, you might be able to call Larry at five in the morning, <laughs> and he might answer the phone. Okay. I'm a one man band. I'm doing multiple, multiple things. And by the way, we also have escape rooms. We run haunted houses. I don't want to go. We get Larry. You said no. I know. I know. So what I'm saying is, like, sometimes you're the modern day Renaissance man. We know it. Okay. So what what I'm saying is sometimes, sometimes I'm up 24 hours. Is what I'm saying because I got too many irons in the fire, right? Right. And so I just happened to be up. It was like five or six in the morning. Okay. And this thing just all of a sudden popped up. Okay. So I immediately called uh, and. And they said, uh, yeah, you'd be the last one to get it. And so I was literally the last one to get it. I just happened to be You up. called them at 5 in the morning? Well, yeah, they're in Pennsylvania. Where are okay. you? I'm in uh, the Midwest, so they were an hour ahead of me. So I called them. It would have been around 7, 
and they didn't answer. And I, so I stayed up and I waited until I thought they'd answer the phone. I think they answered the phone seven thirty their time. So you got the last so, one. What are you doing with it? I got the last one. Uh, probably just keep it. Um, you know, it's like I bought it and, and I said to some friends of mine, would you sell it for 25,000? Would somebody pay you 25,000 for it? And they said, absolutely. I would sell it. And, uh, so I decided, you know, I'll throw it on pin side. I'll leave it on in the box for three days. And if nobody overwhelms me with an offer, I'm just opening it and I'm going to like, uh, enjoy it. Cause I've wanted the game for over two years. Okay. So when I had an opportunity to get one, of course I'm going to buy it. Okay. But if somebody's willing to pay me 25,000 for it, then yeah, you can have it. Is it listed for sale? Yeah, I put it up for sale. Uh, but I put it up there. I said, Hey, it's for three days. Because I'm getting the temptation to just tear the box open. Right. When did you list it? Uh, a day ago. Okay. Now, one just sold. I actually talked to the person earlier today. Uh, we're going to air that interview probably before this one, so you'll have heard it by now, listener. Uh, and he, he got – it sounds like he got north of 20. I, he didn't tell me the number, um, so I don't know. But he had, he had his listed for 25000 And there's that bozo that's asking 45000 for it. Or the guy that was asking a hundred plus nineteen ninety five. Yeah, who's that jerk? Don't forget that one. That, that <laughs> no, was the, me. the Q part was nineteen ninety five shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> It's funny when I put stuff on eBay and people, you know, you know how it is. Like people, take people should stuff. just laugh. They I know. Laugh. They should think that's funny. That's hey, look funny. At, look at you and okay. I. Here we are arguing a, a, a couple of like wackos about pinball, and you know we don't take this stuff personally. I think both no. of us put Hell this no. stuff in in proper context. Um, do you feel like you're an unethical vulture for buying one of these Lebowskis? Absolutely not. Um, what This is what should have happened with Big Lebowski, and it didn't. Okay, People have known about this lawsuit going on for you know months and months and months. Unfortunately, what somebody needed to do was take the bull by the horns, uh, get everybody that was owed money, hire an attorney, get involved in that uh, bankruptcy thing to be listed as a creditor. Nobody did that. OK, so the person that did have the, you know, the lawsuit ended up with all the assets. They're not going to give them to those people. It sucks. Right. I admit it. It sucks. But you're not going to do that. That is the way this world works. And we've all been to auctions and we've all tried to take advantage of trying to get things cheaper. OK, things that we need for our, our business. If you're a business owner, you've been to auctions. And in every case, it's unfortunately somebody didn't make it more or less. Right. right? And so this is a legal uh, situation. All of those uh, people that had money in on this should have, you know, created kind of like, hey, let's ha take all 40 of us and put in $1,500 to get in on the legal proceedings. And they would have been an owner of, the, uh, of those assets along with those other creditors. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. And, um, and I feel bad for them. The upside is I did talk to Melissa several times. She really believes they're going to make 40 more. And she said that when they make the 40, they're going to try to get them to the people who had the money down. Okay. I don't know what that means because it's none of my business. Okay. Just like you, you know, you got to focus on what you got to do. Uh, nobody on pin side is going to pay your. Yeah. I don't bill. know how they're going to, it's, I don't know how they're going to do that. I mean, unless they give people a chance to buy the game again, which is like, well, I want them. I want them to do the right thing. Of course, everybody does. And I hope that they do go back to the 40 people or whatever. They had the money and try to work something out with those people. That would be the right thing to do. But these particular assets, 
they became the property of a creditor, okay? And they liquidated those assets, okay? And um, I was fortunate enough to get one, and I bought was it. Was it a creditor or was it ARA? I don't, I, you know, of course, I haven't studied the lawsuit, but I know a lot about, you know, lawsuits in general. Uh, when you run a business for, you know, 30 years, you learn about all kinds of stuff. Workers' comp, you learn about Larry, all, what, all kinds what, of um, what don't you know about? What don't I know about what? No, just in life. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. The dumbest, the, the dumbest question you could ever ask is the one you don't ask. And I was just talking to a, a, a division because I coach a division one baseball team. And, you know, we are not with not a division one baseball team, but I coach a team where about nine of my players ended up in division one baseball. And I didn't know a whole lot about that, but I learned from asking uh, division one coaches, Hey, can you answer this question? That question? And I had one tell me the other day, man, you ask a lot of questions. I'm right. like, well, how do you learn if you don't ask questions? Yeah. The first question someone should have asked was, will, will anyone buy an Oktoberfest pinball? No. Uh, you know, I actually talked to him at IAPA and I told him that, you know, and this is thinking more along the lines of Canada here. Uh, I said, you know, uh, if you, I mean, you're already dead set on building this uh, thing. I said, man, I'd go all out with it. I'd put a, uh, a real keg topper on it with a pour and a, and a beer stein and, and, they and, and you're making, yeah, they you're making the ultimate man cave pinball. And then I would hire a PR firm and I would try to get free press that, Hey, the ultimate man cave pinball game has been made, you know, what, not try to market to pin what they, what they should have done. And what do I know about marketing? But they should have contacted like AB InBev or Miller cores and said, Hey, look, we've got this thing. It's at the finish line. Let's, let's put your brand into this and then incorporate the product somehow. Like you can hook up, you know, a, you can pour beer into it and it actually dispenses in the game. Like they would have got, and they I would, agree. They would have sold, they would have sold a thousand probably internally to those companies alone for the size of those companies. And those companies would have put them everywhere and they have the distribution to make it happen. But let's here's just, the thing, though. let's not here's do the that. Thing, let's not do that. But here, here's the thing though. They still could. Okay. And they made a game that I think should be uh, like a viral thing, and they should add a, big, a real keg on it and the whole nine yards and say it's the ultimate man cave pinball game. Uh, and, you know, they still could. Okay, but now they're on to theme number three. Uh, hopefully it's a licensed game and it's not Sherlock Holmes because I don't know anybody that wants a Sherlock Holmes pinball game. And uh, I'm, wor I'm worried about whatever the theme is. I, I just think it's going to be that or Robin Hood. Oh, Robin Hood. Every Robin Hood movie is a total disaster. No, like, not the Kevin Costner one. Robin Hood. Kevin Costner one. Everything I do, I do it. For it only you. made a. It wasn't. It wasn't a hit compared to like his other hits. No, it, only it was, the song was, was a hit. The, the, the yeah, Ryan the song Adams was a song. hit. You're right. <laughs> um, well, Larry, look, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, yeah, yeah, you gave some good answers. We didn't get directly the answers from Jack, but that's okay. I I understand that he has to sort of have a little bit of a distance from the fan base that's going crazy right now so uh you know i just think this thing is going to get worked out um hopefully to to jack's advantage and he gets to retain all of the customers who do love his products i mean i, I think sometimes we do get a little negative on the show but that that's only because we we have high hopes for Jack. I don't think people have as high hopes for Stern machines, and that's why they, you know what I'm saying? It's like Stern comes in with a homework assignment and gets a C every time. 
when you're, you know, and then they give us another C on the test, we're not like beating them over the head because we know they're not aiming for the stars with their games. They're not. And, and I think Jack gets a lot more of the arrows because we just expect more because they're trying harder. And, and they always, I, I always say this, they always find new ways to make it a little bit frustrating. Like, why couldn't they just make it mode-based and make, give me the movie I love? You know, there's always those little well, things they do that make me scratch my head. And that's why Jack should hire you and me, Larry, for free. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that the truth, that they're trying harder, okay? And, you know, I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day, and we had to, um, we pulled a, like a, a, a Stern or a Jersey Jack game, and we pulled it up. You know, you could disconnect that game, set it on the ground. You can't do that with a stern. You can't do it. And you know another thing? You can't lift up a play field on a stern. All the balls will fly out. On a Jersey Jack, you can because it's got a little flap that comes down. And I just wonder to myself, okay, why does the company that is literally trying, okay, they have a, a phono connector on the outside. You can plug in your they – they have cameras. They have all these things. You could literally, like I said, take the play field out and set it on the ground. Right. If you take a jersey or if you take a stern play field out, you're like, oh no, what do I do with it? Dude, my, okay, my Batman These, play field fell into the cabinet, and it was my monsters like, did. It was my terrifying, and there's nothing keeping it on that rail. It's it's exactly the crappiest. It's like gravity. But I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Yep. Maybe you can answer it. Okay, when Jersey Jack is trying their hardest to make the best on screen the best under the glass the the best little little knickknacks like the little thing you lift up your play field and the balls don't fall out and stern doesn't do any of these things in fact when wizard of oz was made what stern made another like what eight nine games where they still didn't convert over to a color screen why is it and by the way i love stern but why is it that jersey jack gets 99 percent of all the bashing okay why is that the company that's trying to push the envelope and they get bashed 99% of the time. And you bring up uh, uh, Deep Root all the time. I wonder like, if, they're, if, if they try to change or innovate pinball, if they become the New Jersey Jack uh, when they finally do reveal a game. It's going to be interesting to see. But why do you think Jersey Jack deserves 99% of all the criticisms? I think it's like I just said. I think people have higher expectations. And I think people are dying to get back to Bally Williams magic and pinball and they know they're not going to get it from Stern right it's like you just kind of know when you walk into McDonald's you're not going to get a Michelin star meal right it's to me Jersey Jack is walking into that Michelin star restaurant and and some if you're disappointed in something it's much more glaring and you're much more likely to speak about it because you paid more and you expect it more uh, and I think that's why I think you, you see a lot more uh, of the vitriol going Jack's way. It's it's and also this. This is the other part too. He only makes like one game every few years, so there's a lot more sort of pent up expectation, and there's a lot more focus on what he's doing, and it all hits at once, right? Where Stern, they've got so many games going that ultimately it's hard to critique them and be upset because they keep giving us stuff so it's like yeah yeah you know it might not be the best it might not be perfect it might not be aiming for the stars but at least they give us four to five options a year and, and because of that I'll, I'll i'll take it easy on them but jack is you know because jack's imagine if stern only made one game every 18 months that you know, imagine how probably amazing it would be if they put all of their resources into one thing and i think that's the other reason why larry that although uh, although uh guns and roses is going to be coming out this year no it's so not. Well, it, it'll be revealed this year. Yeah, may, yeah, maybe. 
And that's two in one year. I think that's uh, getting somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I think you're also going to see, and I basically, you know, this is a whole other subject, and we can talk about it on another podcast, but I am praying to God that Jersey Jack don't go all standard body and abandon uh, wide body, because I, I think that's their market. And I think people who have uh, like collecting things love Jersey Jack, and I don't think that Jersey Jack should con- be concerned that much with what pinside people say about his games. I mean, he's, he's a high end machine and I don't want to, but I do think what you're going to see from Jersey Jack is they're going to try to start streamlining things. So they have less problems. And I think that, you know, when guns and roses comes out, it's going to be a standard body. I think when toy story comes out, it's going to be a standard body. And I think uh, that would be heartbreaking to me, but yeah, I think but, that's but, what you're going to see. But dialed in is proof that you can put a lot into a standard body game. And so is, you know, look at like Medieval Madness. I, I never, most, every great Bally Williams games, I mean, most of them are standard body with a lot in it. So, and then look at Lebowski, you know, you can do a lot. I, I think it. though that what I'm trying to say is that Jersey Jack to me is, that is by far the, you know, the company that's trying to push the envelope, trying to innovate and trying to be different. And one of the things that was different about them, aside from having the most beautiful graphics on the screen, is the fact that they were wide bodies. And I don't think pinball players, or people who buy their games, care. They care about how beautiful they are. Right. And I'd hate to see them lose, you know, uh, you know, well, they that need kind to get, of... They need to get better artists, though. That's the one area now that Stern is just I think Willy Wonka is good, though. Willy yeah. Wonka. Oh, no. Jurassic Park. You're telling me that artwork is good? Seriously? No, but like Monsters blows Willy Wonka. Monsters away. was good. Monsters was good. Franchi, Jurassic Park is not good. Franchi's Willy Wonka would have been amazing. If he Willy did it. Wonka artwork is, I think, the best artwork they've done on a pinball game so but far. But there's not even art. It's cut and paste. It comes well, from... I mean, so is Batman '66. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Fran- cut and paste. Franchi, but he drew the art. Anyway, Larry, I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to join the show. We'll have you back on more often. It's always it's always good to get you on the show. Yeah, well, I'd love to. I, you know what I'd love to do since people, you know, here here's the thing. It's kind of funny. It's like, you know, the, the 2016 election, people didn't say they were going to vote for Trump, and they did. You saw the results. I think a lot of people, uh, in, you know, to their friends or on Pinside might say, oh, I'll never listen to Canada, but then they run right off and listen to it, right? So it's clear that you have uh, the biggest following and people don't want to admit it, but it's true. And I think at the end of the day, uh, pinball companies are listening to your podcast and we need to have a conversation, not about talking about play fields and everything else. We need to have a conversation of what we want as, you know, you said we should, Jersey Jack should hire us and we should sit in a room with them. I agree. But you know what? We can do that on your podcast, and we can have a whole podcast talking about what we want to see them do going forward. Yep, yep. Now let's do it. And I also am, I said it on a previous show last week. Consumers can tell companies what they want, and the best way to get more into these games is don't buy the games when manufacturers give you like stripped down, crappy games, and then want to charge a lot of money for them. Like it. You can do more than Black Knight, Stern. We know you can. There's no just a a flail and a shield that goes up and down. It's not good enough. It's uh, not I good agree. enough for these prices. There needs you're battling monsters. Well, put some monsters in the game. Physical things exactly. I can bash. I have great ideas for uh, Black Knight. I was like, you know, they should have what they should have done. 
There's no license. They should have said, let's make Medieval Madness 2. It's a, it's still, you know, it's a gothic castle theme. Let's make what people wished, you know, that Medieval Madness ever had a sequel. They could never, they would never, they would never in a million years now put a mech like that castle into a game. I don't think you're ever going to see another original title from CERN ever because uh, Black Knight is sold so poorly. (laughs) Okay. They probably won't want to take that uh, risk again. Well, why should they? Look, Stern's making money. Stern is like laughing all the way to the bank, and Jack has got to be like, how? Like, they probably still sold more Black Knights than uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, it's probably been more profitable for Stern. Anyway, Larry, we're going to keep going. We got to stop. I'm going to stop you now. We're at an hour. Um, This has been great, and we will talk soon. Thank you, my friend. Hey, take it easy. All right.